All right, cheers to our first episode. Yay, our first episode of 2017. This is the Richie Rich and Westifer Show coming to you live from West Hollywood and Glendale, Arizona. We are talking about today's trending topics and asking our sex question of the week. Mm. Which is New Year's related. This uh, time around we asked did you get lucky on New Year's Eve? Now the answers were yes and never. So it didn't have to be this particular New Year's Eve. Just God. in general. You know. We just want to know when the New Year came did you as well. So we put that poll up on Twitter. We'll get to your answers at the end of the show. And of course, as always, that poll is running for the next couple days. So we'll tell you how you can vote in there as well. So with all that said, we have a couple shout outs real quick before we get to our topics. And we have a lot of topics this week. It's only five days in. And I feel like there's a ton of shit to talk about. We have some celeb shade. Of course, we've got to talk about Mariah Carey. We've got to talk about Kim Burrell. We've got to talk about this Generation KKK show. We've got some Britney news, some Janet news, and of course, some Wonder Woman news. And we also have Who Do We Hate, Who Do We Love this week. But before that, shout outs! <laughs> so I'm giving a shout out to... Uh, my friend Jenna and Kara at Sweat Garage. They were um, somehow unaware that I had a podcast. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> uh, so we were talking about that this week and they subscribed and they're uh, tuning in and listening. So thank you, thank you, thank you. We Yay. love, yeah, we love our listeners and, and when uh, new people, you know, are checking us out so that's good and kitty is here kitty's in full force tonight she's like out of control <laughs> all right well as usual before we uh, or we'll start off our topics with kind of the sad stuff and then we'll lift the veil and have some fun now um <laughs> 2016 will probably be the year that goes down that killed all your childhood heroes and pretty much fuck there was really no shortage of it like i actually just went through we were talking about all the people that died this year and i just all i had to do was pull up our podcast notes because every fucking week I mean, oh Someone my fucking gosh, died. prince david bowie uh i mean just such a huge fucking list. Pete Burns. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And two true Hollywood icons passed away at the tail end of the year. First, it was Carrie Fisher, who I thought was going to pull a big fuck you on 2016. Because first she had a heart attack and then everyone said she was okay. Mm. But then the next day, things took a turn for the worse, and she 
passed away. Well, her mother, Debbie Reynolds, they had a very, very close relationship, and people are saying that she basically just died of a, a you know, sadness. She passed away yeah. the next day, which I've heard, um, you know, I've heard, I've, I've heard several stories over the last like week or so about, you know, parents passing away after their children. Yeah, it happens pretty often, actually. Yeah, uh, siblings, spouses. Like I remember my great grandparents. Um, they passed away pretty, you know, it wasn't like the day later, it was a couple months, but pretty close to the same, the same time. Now, yeah. if you don't know anything about, now obviously Carrie Fisher, everyone knows is Princess Leia. Debbie Reynolds, a lot of people I think know from Will and Grace because she played Grace's mom. Um, but mm. Debbie Reynolds truly comes from that golden era of Hollywood. I mean, that bitch was in so many movies, so many stage shows, yes. so many TV shows. And I had the opportunity at a Christmas party probably six or seven years ago. She was there and kind of, you know, mingling about. And I had one moment where we made eye contact and all I could say was, Debbie Reynolds, I love you. And she gave me this big hug and just kept walking I went on her way. And I, you know, didn't get another opportunity to speak to her the whole night. I just had that one little moment. But um, if you don't know her career that well, if you don't know the relationship between her and Carrie Fisher, watch the movie Postcards from the Edge. It is a movie about their lives together. And it's fucking nuts. Carrie Fisher wrote it. Uh, she wrote the book. I think she wrote the screenplay as well. Uh, incredible movie. And we'll also be getting a documentary about Carrie and Debbie and their relationship coming out on Netflix. Yeah. So um, watch Postcards from the Edge. Great film. Neither of them are in it, but it's about their lives. And then that'll kind of prep you for this uh, this documentary. And then one kind of final note on that is that Carrie had officially wrapped all of her filming for the last couple Star Wars films that she's going to be in. Oh, wow. Yes. So we will be seeing her on screen again. That's awesome. Yeah. Little, little silver lining to that. <laughs> um, now, before we get to our celeb shade, which, as you know, is like my favorite part of this whole podcast. <laughs> Before we get to that, I, I cut out all of our Christmas stories because we took a little break and I had some notes from Christmas because some cool stuff happened, but you know, it's a little past that. But I do have one story to share from my Christmas party this year. Spill and it. oh my God. So <laughs> uh, this is where the podcast is going to take a turn. So I. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know my friends. They're all fucking sluts and they're crazy and all that stuff. So uh -huh. we've had an episode before uh, asking, have you ever tried fisting? Well, I heard a lovely oh story <laughs> on Christmas Day after I'd stuffed myself with a bunch of food and, you know, wine and everything else about someone who... How do I describe this? Okay, so the person that they knew was the one getting fisted. 
But what uh-huh. what happened was the gentleman who was doing the fisting slipped on a puddle of J-lube and punctured his stomach with his fist. What? Yeah. yeah, that can happen, and it did. Wait, what? How? How? He slipped, and, you know, it went all the way up. Oh, shit. <laughs> Never mind. I totally misread what you were saying. Ah! Yeah, so the guy you know, doing the fisting lost his balance and Oh my god, oh my god. Oh yeah. my god. Is he alive? He's alive. What happened to that happen? So when your stomach is ruptured, they have to bypass your intestines and now he has a little opening in his side. And that's where for the next several months until his stomach heals he'll have a little colostomy bag on his side. Is that what that thing is on the side? Yes. I yeah. see a guy with that on at the gym. I wonder if that happened to him too. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, this wouldn't sound so crazy if you guys didn't know. If you guys have never witnessed Power Fitness in WeHo, you would know why this could be a correlation. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh my god. So, mhm. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Well, and you know, and I keep meaning to ask um everyone that I see about this. But you know when they have the when <laughs> someone has that tattoo, a complete circle oh, yeah, around. Yeah, the rings. It, yeah. Yeah, oh. it means how, how far you've gone right. on your forearm. Yeah, if you have that complete circle around the forearm, it's just a ring. It just kind of looks like a bracelet, but it's closer to the elbow. That delineates how far they've... It's so weird! Some people are really into it. I mean, to each their own. Yeah. I'm like looking at my forearm right now thinking like, how the fuck am I going to get anywhere? <laughs> well, from what I understand, once you get to a certain point, it's kind of like a vacuum. <laughs> but, yes. yes. yes but- Okay, yeah. So that was a delightful little tale that I got on Christmas, and uh, it has stuck with me and probably will forever. (laughs) (laughs) And I had to share. Yeah, you're welcome. You are welcome. (laughs) So be safe out there, kids. Watch those puddles of (laughs) jaylee. Wear non-slip socks, please. Ooh, yeah, grip socks or like shoes or something, boots, some traction. <laughs> or boots. Yes. Oh my God. My God that's, uh, how horrible is I that? I can't stop thinking about how that must feel. I know, but imagine then. I mean, on the other side of it, being the guy that accidentally punctured someone's stomach with your fist, like fuck, I'd feel like a real asshole. So, pun intended. Yeah. On that note. That'll lead us right into our celebrity shade. Ooh, where are we going to start? Let's start on New Year's Eve. Let's dial it back to New Year's Eve. (laughs) Yes. So I was telling you um, about CNN's countdown, which they have every year. 
I guess it's newsworthy or something. I don't know. But one of one of CNN's like Don Lemon is. I think he has his own show, right? He's on a lot of. Yeah, he's really yeah. fucking big. It's pretty big over there. Uh, Don apparently decided he was going to get fucked up on New Year's Eve and started doing shots at the bar around like nine or ten. In fact, his co-anchor even said to him. Maybe you should slow down. Are you sure you want to get the night started this way? Like, kind of jokingly. And he was just, like, kicking it back. To the point where it became very obvious that he was drunk as fuck. And he even said, he said, yeah, I'm lit. So what? I mean, I mean, at least he was honest. Hey, you know, and uh, has made no apologies that I've heard about it. And uh, why not? Hey, you know, if you've got to cover New Year's Eve in Times Square, I'd be doing shots too. Sounds right? horrible. Plus, it's like the one non-serious day on CNN. Might as well have some fun with it. Exactly. You know, you got to see another side of him. <laughs> he didn't really say anything bad or do anything. It was just obviously drunk, you know, kind of like uh, <laughs> Diane Sawyer, like not this past election, but the the previous one where she was obviously fucking lit. Who cares? <laughs> well, someone who did not appear intoxicated, but still managed to fuck up her New Year's Eve was Mariah Carey. I don't know if I give the whole not appearing as intoxicated situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she fucked up for New Year's Eve, absolutely. Okay. Now, if you haven't seen it, which I'm shocked if you have not seen this. Right. She basically was performing on uh, New Year's Rock and Eve, and mm. there was kind of a technical malfunction, shall we say, in that mm-hmm. her vocal track did not play and she decided she just wasn't going to sing the song and awkwardly (laughs) walk around tell people to walk her down the stairs talk about the song and how many copies it sold like she just would just like she's like fuck it whatever i don't know i can't hear myself literally like she didn't give a shit start to sing for like, like a half a second then just stop it was very odd it was and um was crazy what to me was like just watching this performance, you know, for me, it's like, oh, girl, you know, pull it together. Like, that was a mess. It was quite a mess. It was a hot mess. But, and I don't, but it, it led to this crazy, um, like, the way people were coming for her was like, wasn't about her singing or it wasn't about this. It was like, they're really attacking her personally and, you know, really, mm-hmm. you know, calling all kinds of names and stuff. So the other side of that then is all these people trying to defend Mariah Carey and, oh, you don't understand, you're not a performer and what happens, you know, on stage goes wrong. Bitch, first of all, Look, you, you can defend Mariah Carey all you want. All you like to. But that was a fucking mess. And any yes, I think she had too much weed and too much champagne beforehand. Maybe I also I know that that song 
She didn't do it in rehearsals, which is whatever. Right. Well, However, she doesn't sing that song anyways. Yeah, if there's something wrong with your earpiece and your monitor, blah, 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 blah. I get it because what people don't understand is that when you're on stage, the artist has to hear themselves because on stage sounds like an echoey fucking mess. Oh, yeah. Of just instruments and everything else. It doesn't sound right. So for somebody to sound correct, you have to have your monitors working and you have to have your earpieces working, all that. Apparently they were out. Okay. Well, and that's why, why yeah. She can still hear the beat. Right. And her answers that's are still completely on beat. That's the thing. And it's like, okay, so that's why a lot of people lip sync in those big, big spaces because the sound on the stage is really hard for them to hear themselves. And it's for TV anyways. So just fucking lip sync it. Yeah. So that's why a lot of people lip sync. The excuse that she couldn't hear herself... You know, the dancers never missed a beat. So they, they were really just fine. The few, times, the few times that she started to actually sing, it was on yeah. beat. Which yeah, that's fine. I don't, I don't know. I, I think mean, she just got pissed off. Those high notes were so playing in the background. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dead silence and then little, those little squeals at the top. Yeah, um, just, just, yeah. Yeah. Pretty obvious those were uh, were piped in. So some of the track was yeah. working. So you know, yeah. I, I totally get like if someone's yeah. coming for her in a malicious way, like you don't need to talk about somebody that way. You can say someone was a mess or that they fucked up their performance. That's fine. But and true and true. But um, you know to put her down in other ways is, you know, off topic. It's off topic. Exactly. But those who are trying to defend her or be like, oh, I bet somebody, you know, backstage got fired or I bet, like, no, 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 no. She was a mess on stage. She is the artist. She is in control of the performance. Nobody else. And ultimately, she's the one that's got to make it work. And I've been to, Mm -hmm. seen plenty of performances where all kind of shit is going wrong. And you just got to keep going. The show must go on, after all. So exactly. Yeah, I'm not hearing. I'm not here for the excuses. But what also was weird was it was such a messy performance that you would have figured they would have edited that part out, maybe for the West Coast feed. Yeah, which no. they did not. <laughs> they just let it. Play. And so her management was really pissed off about that, but her shady ass management. Mm-hmm. So now, of course, some people are saying it's you know was meant for attention because you know she's got that documentary series out and all that stuff. So the controversy continues. I don't think it's meant for attention because she always says something like this happened. Yeah. The last like four years, usually on the Today Show. Why she keeps going up on the Today Show with me on me, but it's always something with her audio and not doing what she should be lip syncing. And mm-hmm. uh, well, I mean, and the thing is, you know, again, you're the artist, you're in charge of the performance. It's up, it's up to you, you know. So get yeah, it together, like, girl. Um, then we're going to move on to our next topic now that we have just shaded the fuck out of Mariah Carey. 
uh, let's move on to our next topic then. Someone who definitely needs to uh, get shaded and has been on the end of a lot of shade this week. Kim Burrell. So, as you were you were telling me before we started the podcast, Kim Burrell is a gospel singer, and you said she's doing she's on what soundtrack? Um, she's on the Hidden Figure soundtrack, the, the movie mm-hmm. about the black astronauts. Yes, but, it's supposed to be really good. <laughs> she's on that. She does a song with Burrell. She also has a song with Frank Ocean. Mm-hmm. Who's openly um, gay? You is gay. Yeah, openly gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And yet, and she went viral last week when someone was recording some of her sermon because she's a pastor as well about her saying, basically in a nutshell, that homosexuals are perverted and will die in 2017. So that little incident. Got her kicked off the Ellen DeGeneres <laughs> show. In fact, Ellen tweeted that she would not, Kim would not be appearing on her show that day or ever. Yeah. Uh, Pharrell came out with a statement saying that he was not a fan of her language and, you know, her obvious, like, hatred towards a, you know, um, did Frank Ocean say anything? Has he said anything? No, but the funny thing is that his mom did. His mom is hilarious and gorgeous, mind you. She tweeted me, colon. She said, son, can we crop Kimberell's voice off of your song? Yes. <laughs> That's and amazing. later tweeted that she just doesn't understand hypocrisy and... That someone should be making money off of something that they don't believe in. Right. Well, because, yeah, she's happy to, you know, partner up with someone for a song or get on a, um, you know, have people buy her albums. But, yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. This, this went on this giant tirade on social media. And it, it, it started out, it, it, never, it was never an apology. It was it started out as an explanation, uh-huh. and then ended up about a rant about if gay people really supported her, then where are her Grammys and where are her platinum sales, and all of this other bullshit, and became very very self serving, and really went nowhere, and did no favors, and yeah, her radio show just got canceled. Uh, she just. Well, and that just shows you someone's true colors, too, because, you know, when they make it all about them, and, oh, fuck you. Yep. Bye, bitch. I mean, the thing is, too, like, I realize that we say a lot, like, oh, you know, hatred is, you know, intolerable, but but I, I hate when people do that, so, and I also feel like we say, oh, you should respect other people's opinions, but I don't respect that opinion. So, I feel like in some ways, you know, the language that we use, we try to be so tolerant and we try to be so, we just tiptoe around so much. And I feel like more and more we're, you know, the gay community, 
um, especially, is really putting their foot down. And rather than just kind of taking this behavior or allowing someone to explain it or saying they grew up in a different time or we're starting to get to the point where it's just not acceptable and I just don't care. And it doesn't matter how you were raised. It doesn't matter where you were raised. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. And I don't have to respect your opinion because it's wrong. <laughs> so I'm kind of... I'm, I am kind of glad to see that um, coming around where you just stop making excuses for people. Stop, stop tolerating their intolerance. Like that's, that's where we've got, we've got to get harder. We've got to, you know, so I'm very proud of Ellen for kicking her off the show and not having her on the show. I think some other people, other people probably would have had her on the show because you know, it would have gotten big ratings and it would have been, you know, so I really am very proud of Ellen for that. All right, next topic. I just understand how you can. <clears throat> so good. This is the way. What were you saying? Go ahead. Oh no, I was going to say like believe what you want to fucking believe as far as spirituality or religion goes, but don't fucking be a hypocrite and make money off the of people that you're condemning. Yeah. <laughs> well, but here's the thing about that is. When we say something like, oh, well, religious people, you know, don't like homosexuality. No, 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 no. Because people like Kim Burrell do not speak for the entire religious community. Exactly. I was brought up in a church. My mom actually was the church secretary in our small town. And I never ever heard a sermon that talked about how you know if people didn't pray like we did they were going to hell or if people Mm -hmm. were gay they were going to hell or if people did this or if people did that i never ever in my life and believe me i went to church every fucking sunday never once heard (laughs) anything but jesus loves you jesus loves everybody god doesn't make mistakes I always heard about Jesus's compassion, his love, his acceptance. That's what, to me, what religion and spirituality is about. There's the golden rule. Treat others as you wish to be treated. Absolutely. And nowhere in there is that you're superior to someone else or that you get to judge anybody else. In fact, somewhere in there, there's actually a bit about not judging other people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's what really... Clearly, people admit, but... That's what really pisses me off about people trying to use religion to, um, you know, spread their um, fucked up little, um, you know, mindsets. Is it? It doesn't represent all religious people at all, so... Speak for yourself, not for religion as a whole. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, next topic. Really quick, we I think we talked about this a couple episodes ago, that the A&E is doing a documentary that was initially called Generation KKK. Mm-hmm. This, of course, caused people to flip the fuck out. 
bug out. Oh my <laughs> god. They, I mean, the show hadn't even aired. I don't even know that, I mean, I think it's been filmed, but whoa. They got so much shit that they renamed the show <laughs> Escaping the KKK, Exposing Hate in America. Okay. So, if that's what the show was about originally, then fine. But it's kind of like one of those things where I feel like you... you I get that A&E maybe wanted to address what was happening by at least saying, hey, okay, this is not a pro-KKK show, right? Yeah. But by changing the title, I mean, number one, it's fucking boring. But um, it also, you know, really gives into that pressure and doesn't allow the work to speak for itself. To me, yeah. like, even though I initially thought Generation KKK was just going to profile, like, people in the KKK, I was still going to watch it. It sounded really intriguing. And if I had yeah. watched it and then saw that it was really about people trying to get out of that life, oh, my God, it would have it really yeah. wrapped me in. So I get why they changed it, but on the other hand, it was a really provocative title, and I feel like, I don't know, I just, I, sometimes I just hate it when people dial stuff back, you know, just let it speak for itself, let it be its own thing. Yeah. But on the other hand, I'm glad that they clarified, because Lord knows we don't need another fucking duck dynasty. That bullshit. <laughs> just legitimizes the the wrong kind of people alright well that was my little <laughs> rant about that <laughs> I was going to ask you though um, have you ever had any I don't really think that they're active out here but have you ever had any kind of um, and I was trying to think for myself too. Have you ever met someone or seen a KKK rally or like, have you ever personally no. at all? No, never. I Me mean, neither. Do they only exist like in the deep, deep South or something? I think so. Honestly. Yeah. I think that's kind of the only place that they can exist. Well, if you really true. think about it. Yeah. Well, you know. I've just, you know, L.A. has uh, has a lot of, you know, I would have thought over the years I would have seen a rally or I would have seen, yeah. you know, signs or, but I'm not, I, don't, I, can't, I can't think of a single time where I've seen something like that. Yeah, no, I think it's more of a deep south situation. I mean, I've seen protesters at Pride and I've seen yeah. stuff like that, but never the KKK. I cannot imagine how... Because, like, when you go to Pride, even though they're fenced off and whatever, that's a real... Like, you've got to walk pretty much through a picket line to get to yeah. Pride. And that's disheartening. I mean, even though a lot of people are, you know, flipping them off or kissing in front of them or doing much worse, um, it's still, <laughs> like, you've almost got to take the... You've, you've got to, like... And that's why I was saying earlier, we kind of got to, like, toughen up because you've got to be tough anyway. Like, just to get to your pride, you've got to walk through people with signs that says, God hates fags. Yeah. 
I can't imagine what it would be like if all those people were wearing fucking masks and it was at night oh, and God. they had, you know, torches in their hands. Like, how terrifying must that yeah. be? Fuck Crazy. That. Crazy. So I am definitely still interested in that show and I, I want to check it out. So now it is called Escaping the KKK, Exposing Hate in America. Sounds like a really long, boring book. All right. With that said, we'll move on to our next topic. Now, I don't listen to her podcast, but apparently Lena Dunham has one. I did not know that. <laughs> I don't listen to anything that she does. I try not to pay attention to her. But when she says stupid shit like, I wish I'd had an abortion, that gets my attention. So she was speaking about the stigma that is placed upon women who have had abortions or are going into abortion clinics. Speaking of picket lines, you know, walking into a Planned Parenthood, you're probably going through a picket line or any abortion clinic yeah. is a picket line. And there's still, a, even people who are pro-choice, there's still a stigma that a lot of people feel if they've had uh, an abortion. And I yeah. guess in trying to make a point about that stigma, she clarified several times that she's never had an abortion, but to erase that stigma, she wishes she had. Girl. Yeah, she's insufferable. I can't deal with her. Who listens to this podcast? Who is like... I don't know. I can't... In all my life, I've never met a fan of Lena Dunham. So let's get started. Start a petition to stop her immediately. (laughs) (laughs) I get what she's saying about the stigma. What an idiotic thing to say. I don't think any woman that's ever had an abortion would take it lightly. Would, you know want to have one for that solidarity it's idiotic and I think it just really makes people uh, question the you know pro-choice movement where people are talking about Mm -hmm. this you know like oh I wish I'd had one so you know what (laughs) stupid bitch (sighs) seriously can we start a petition to just to just stop her from life in general. Retire <laughs> her. Seclude her to somewhere. God. All right. Let's move on to some... I mean, we'll still find some way to shade them, but let's move on to some happier celeb shade. <laughs> Starting with Britney Spears. Oh, God. Britney's winning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you seen her new boyfriend? If you haven't, you must not have been on social media the last week. I've only seen that one picture of him working out with the peen print. Um, It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, so she's dating this guy. He's a dancer. Much younger than she is. He's about 20-something. One of her dancers was in the Slumber Party video and Mm. is... Fine as fuck. And, little tidbit, do you know he was a former fat kid? What? Yes, he posted it before and after, like, this is, like, forever ago. But, um, 
Yeah, he was a former bad kid who got in shape and posted like a progress like, hey, I used to be fat, you know, one of those inspirational, anything's possible. Wow. Before and after things. Yeah, he was like, like a chunk. I'm pouring some more wine for that one. Well, you know, do it young, and that body will snap right into shape. Wait too long, and, right. you know, get it together. Uh-oh, I spilled some wine. There we go. I got it. Oh, yeah. Can't let it go to waste. So, if you haven't seen the picture, again, you probably haven't been on social media in the last week and a half, or you don't have any gay friends, but... The one thing that I really noticed about this guy was, okay, so not only is he one of her dancers, but not body-wise, because his body's obviously really, really built, but even facially a little bit, he is giving me Kevin Federline vibes. No! Yes, he is. No, he is Because he's, he's kind of, he's kind of that hot douche. I never thought Kevin Federline was hot first. What? I thought he was like complete trailer trash. He is trailer trash. That's, what, that's why he's hot. He's got that like hot like, trailer trash, no. douchey kind of. Like, yes. This guy at least looks like he'd be driving like a white BMW. <laughs> uh, well, he looks I can... very. He looks very machismo type of Middle Eastern. He's kind of a hot douche. guy. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like he can't be douchey. But the former fat kid thing, I think it gives me hope. Because a lot of those former fat kids still stay that fat kid inside. That's true. That's true. That gives me hope. Yeah. He wasn't always a beefcake. It wasn't always how he is now. So maybe, Yeah. you know, I he know. was broken inside before and got himself together. She's been broken inside before and got herself together. But she just says she's not looking for a man, so I'm I, I'm actually kind of hoping that she's just using him, not using him, but there's an understanding that he's just there for fun, and if he is, then good for you, girl. Oh, I I think so. I mean, um, I know she's still under that conservatorship, but it feels like she definitely learned something from her relationship from Kevin Federline. I mean, they have the kids together. Oh, yeah. From what I understand, they actually have a decent relationship. Like they they talk and they co-parent and they're you know, still mm -hmm. friendly. I mean, they better be because he's still getting support from her. So, um, okay. I feel like <laughs> she kind of learned the lesson where you have your fun, but you don't marry them. Yes. <laughs> Get it while the getting's good. Don't right. put a ring on it. But good for her. Good right. for her. All right. Then another happy topic and the last item I have for Celebrity Shade. Janet Jackson finally had that damn baby. Right? Like, what, three fucking weeks overdue? Oh, my shit? gosh. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like twins Jeez. popping out of there. So the little boy's name is Isa? Yes. Yeah, E-I-S-S-A, Isa. Mm -hmm. And I don't know where that comes from, but it's a cool name. And I'm sure, you know, Janet will be making the rounds soon after she's lost all that baby weight because, you know, that's her thing. Mm -hmm. She goes up and goes of down. Of course. 
But <laughs> another person I'm truly, truly, truly uh, happy for, as much as you know, I'm glad that Brittany's getting it. It's really nice to see Janet, you know, married to someone she obviously, you know, really loves, has potentially even converted to uh, become a Muslim, or at least is certainly dressing much more conservatively for him. Yeah. And they have this child together. And, you know, I'm really happy for her. And her fans are going nuts. So they're obviously really happy for her, too. Now, can we do this? Can we get Janet back in the studio with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis? Terry Lewis. <laughs> Please, just get them back together. You've got it all now. You've got your billionaire husband. you got your baby. Go get, you know, those guys and make another yeah, bomb-ass album. Please, please. He's a sexy man. Yeah, oh yeah, her husband's really hot. So, congrats to Janet. Absolutely waiting for the next phase. Okay. That's the end of Celebrity Shade. And it moves us on to our next topic, which, as you know, is probably my favorite. It's nerd news. Yay! Yay! Well, uh, as promised, I'm going to try to do a Wonder Woman update every episode. In fact, there may be some special standalone Wonder Woman episodes. But this week, I have a little Wonder Woman update. Now, I talked about her being named the UN ambassador for women's equality, which raised a big stink because she's a fictional character. And people thought that was a... um, irresponsible thing to do because you know she's just a cartoon and she's not a real person and blah 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 they weren't really looking at what she embodies or what she's about and one of the complaints from self-proclaimed feminists is that she's just a sex object <laughs> oh you know linda carter had to get in on (laughs) that now linda herself i think was probably very sexualized for her role as wonder woman she you know uh at the time was like 22 23 yeah beautiful i mean she's still fucking gorgeous but you know to watch those old episodes just a beautiful young woman absolutely stunning and her figure too you know very nice hourglass figure and I think that the costume that she wore was appropriate. And I could go on and on and on, and maybe this is why I need to have a special podcast just for Wonder Woman. But Wonder Woman was created <laughs> not to be a female counterpart to a male. She was created as a woman hero to be a woman hero. That's why they don't have her just in long johns with a W on her chest. They wanted her to em- <laughs> embrace that femininity. The skirt, the bodice, the bracelets, the gold lasso, all that stuff. And yes, of course, artists over the years have you know sexualized her in some ways. and um, She yeah. can be seen as a sex object. You can be powerful and sexy at the same time. But Linda put it best. And speaking 
in no uncertain terms really directly to those again self-proclaimed feminists she said no 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 you've got it all wrong what's sexist is to look at her and only see a sex object because and that's her quote that's her quote it's sexist to look at her and only see a sex object and that's because that's your shit from your exactly. perspective you're looking at her and sexualizing her when that's not what she represents at all so good anya linda carter for <laughs> continuing to defend a character she played 30 fucking years ago right Je- i oh god i love her so much uh, and I think also that is really, a really, like, poignant way to look at it, you know, because you can be powerful and sexy. And just because someone thinks you're sexy, that doesn't mean that all you are is a sex object. Exactly. You find your own strength. You project your own strength. And I think for Linda, you know, I realize that that it's been a long time that she's played this character, but because she is the only one up until recently that has played Wonder Woman, all over the world, she has been... uh, you know, recognized in this role and people have come up to her and told her all the things that Wonder Woman has meant to them. Told her, you know, just... And that... So for her, I think she's gotten the whole spectrum of it. She has... She truly understands what the fans get out of it. So very happy that she is uh, speaking out on that. You go, girl! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, I have some other nerd news and this is like really going for um nerdism if you (laughs) aren't a comic book geek you might not really get this one but the guardians of the galaxy director who is you know obviously busy with guardians and doing all this stuff randomly someone tweeted him about this character called moon knight now, Moon Knight is a Marvel character. He kind of has this um, really interesting backstory, and I won't get into it here because, you know, I could geek out and, you know, spend the next 20 minutes talking about this shit. But if you know the character Moon Knight, is a very, very interesting character on, in the Marvel universe and doesn't quite cross over with, like, Guardians or anything like that. But the director said, uh, someone asked him about uh, Moon Knight, and I was like, oh my god, I love Moon Knight. In fact, I have an idea for a Moon Knight movie, and I've already pitched it to Marvel, except I'm too busy, and I can't do it. What? So all the geeks were like, <gasps> oh. It was like, oh, sad. So... Moon Knight on the horizon. The idea's been floated out there. The director of Guardians of the Galaxy has already pitched it to Marvel. It sounded like he would let someone else do it. Like, he, it sounded like he had the idea. He's too busy to do it, and he pitched it just to put it out there. And if Marvel wants to do it, it kind of sounded like he, he would want them to do it even if he's not involved. 
Which, of course... So what is this Moonlight character? Like, who is it? What did he do? So, Moon Knight was... Oh, gosh. Um, he wore this big <laughs> white cowl and had this big cape. And... Um, was someone who... Um, Let's see. Let me let me just give you all of the. <laughs> we don't like, we don't have an intern. Sorry. I know. Well, I want to give you like just the basic rundown because I if I start explaining it, I'll go on for like thirty fucking minutes. So basically, um, this character's name is Mark Spector. Uh, he was like a boxer and then became a mercenary and kind of like went down this path of, you know, um, like the wrong path so much. And then um, he was, so he was a mercenary, you know, kind of a gun for hire as you will. And while in Egypt, he stumbled upon an archeological dig that uncovered mm-hmm. a artifact. This artifact, um, was of the Egyptian moon god and um, uh, the character then let's see oh yeah so he got into this fight with someone over this artifact and uh Oh, it's really convoluted. Basically, this <laughs> artifact then kind of empowers yeah, so him with, uh, you know, these, you know, these powers. And as his former mercenary gun for hire, he realizes the error of his ways and is then going to use this newfound uh, powers to do good in the world it's kind of a long story short there but it's really really convoluted and a lot of it wraps around egyptian mythology which is what is um i think for a lot of the fans of the book is the most interesting part is it's one of the few characters um that revolves around the egyptian mythology okay so yeah even though of course he's a white guy Um, so people are uh, now like petitioning to get this movie made. So we'll see what happens with that. All right, that's nerd news. Now we're on to maybe my favorite segment. Who do we hate? Who do we love this week? Oh, God. Uh, Richie Rich, do you want to start? Who do you hate? Sure. I hate the fucking Power Rangers movie marketing team right now. Oh no! I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I'm so confused. I mean, it's. I think there's a rhyme and reason to it because it's like they do, and it feels like the whole fandom has felt this way. They'll do something where, like, oh my god, that's really badass. And then they'll do something that's revealed, and it's like, what the fuck is this? Like, they revealed a lot of characters via the toys, which you can never, ever, ever 
based an opinion on how something's going to look in a movie based on a toy. Because well, it's sure. always a very dumbed-down version of it. Of course. And clearly not detailed. Um, but they released the Goldar toy, who is supposed to be the main Power Ranger enemy in this movie. For Power Ranger fans, you know that Goldar is Rita Repulsa's henchman. Yeah. He's basically a griffin. He is this big gold thing with a monkey face, and it's very menacing looking. Yeah. Well, and I get it, it's a reboot. I totally get it. Something's going to be different. Yeah. Goldar, in the form of the action figure, just looks like a humanoid, melting, gold object. Oh. He basically looks like Cheese Fondue. Oh. It's very weird. And I'm hoping that maybe, like, it's not his final form. Yeah. And that he'll take on different forms of the movie and that they won't lose the whole Griffin um, aesthetic. Or maybe that's what he's forming into. I don't know. Maybe. But it looks really weird for a toy. And I I guess in CGI it could look really cool if, it, if there was this like big melting thing that is just constantly... Mm-hmm. Dripping and reforming, but it looks weird. I'm surprised that the toys have come out already because, um, well, you know, I have some contacts at DC and they're so super, like, hyper sensitive about anything getting spoiled where they don't want to release. So I'm really surprised they even put that out way ahead of the movie like that. Um, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised based on I know exactly how James Bond works, and anything that he does is basically money. A live action toy commercial. Yeah, money, 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 <laughs> and money. He money. didn't want to. He didn't want to miss the Christmas rush. Yeah. Especially with the buzz about this movie, but um, and like the Zords are weird. Like the Mastodon Zord has eight legs. Hmm. But also has like a web on top of it, like a spider. So I don't know if they're going to do this like weird alien hybrid thing, which I, I don't know. Yeah. But I feel like they're doing this for a reason. Yeah. Maybe it's a tease. Every, I think it's a tease to tie everything together. But everything looks so silly and doesn't make sense right now when will actually come to fruition. But yeah. the movie comes out in fucking March, and it's January now. They need another trailer. Yeah. We only have a teaser trailer where nothing was really shown. So that's well, why this right. week is they need to really get on this situation. Come on, Power Rangers. All right, who do you love this week? Who do I love this week? I love not being sick. No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> no, I actually love... And I will say this based on our earlier conversation. Mariah Carey, honestly, just forgiving me and everyone else pretty much the line that encompasses this entire year. If anyone watched her performance, the last thing she says before scoffing away is, 
it just don't get any better. <laughs> yeah. And I think that summed up all of 2016 for every person who lived in it. <laughs> it was... Her whole performance was like, started off okay. Yeah. And then it got really rocky. Yeah. And then it got really weird and rocky. Yeah. And then it just... She gave Fun up part. and... It just don't get any better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mariah. She is endlessly entertaining. I will say that. I mean, I still love her. But, yeah, she is. You know, I would certainly wouldn't go to see pay her like pay to see her in concert. <laughs> All right. So my turn for who do I hate, who do I love this week. I'm gonna pick. Something we didn't talk about at the beginning, which was another celebrity death at the end of 2016, which was George Michael. And I'm going to hate on all of the people that I saw popping up talking about, oh, let's not make this about his sexuality. It's all about the music. Fans cared about his music. To his straight fans, none of them cared that he was gay. Walk it back because his songs, well, there was actually someone on Twitter who was going on and on and on about this, but I saw this in other places too. I saw it on Facebook. I saw it on Twitter. I I heard someone talking about this as well, like somewhere else, how, um, you know, he shouldn't be known in history as the gay singer. I'm like, um, do you have any idea What? what him being out and talking about his sexuality did to normalize, first of all, for little gay kids everywhere, the fact that it was, you know, okay to be gay, but also for all those straight people. It normalized it for them because they liked someone who was singing all these songs about another man. And as much as you might want to separate the music from his sexuality, when you talk about songs like I Want Your Sex and Freedom, which is all about, <laughs> you know, I mean, Freedom's about a lot of things, but it's certainly yeah. about being Uh-oh. able to be yourself and be your true self. And you can't separate the two. You can't. No. You can't separate. It's like trying to talk about Sammy Davis Jr. and not talk about the fact that he was the first black act that was allowed to perform right. in, in Vegas alongside other, you know, white performers of his time. That's huge. That's a that's a big deal. And you can't take that away. So that's my hate this week is people who try to um, you know, detract from that and say that, that that's not yeah. important. It is important. Being being um seen being heard that's incredibly important so i hate that fuck (laughs) y'all but my love this week is george michael he was probably my first gay crush definitely the first openly gay guy that i had a crush on like maybe i crushed on other people before that or whatever but definitely that my first openly gay crush. I remember like uh, even just being in school I and mean, we were supposed to be, you know, in the library listening to audiobooks or listening to whatever. We would sneak in the George <laughs> Michael tape or, you know, it's like, oh, God, he was so beautiful and his voice and 
Uh, everything. And he was also someone who was very um, unapologetic about his sexuality. And in fact, mm-hmm. spoke out. Um, I tweeted earlier this week one of the things that he was saying about how, you know, as a gay person, you know, in the mainstream media, a lot of a lot of openly gay people try to to be the normal. You know what I mean? They try to be that baseline of like safe. Kind of yeah. like uh, Will from Will and Grace. You know, not controversial, very like oatmeal, mm-hmm. kind of your, you know what I mean? Like never, but George Michael was like, no, I have an open relationship and I like sex <laughs> and I like being with other guys. And like he was, um, I think really a pioneer as far as not apologizing for your sexuality, mm-hmm. not being a joke, not being a stereotype, not being there for anyone else. And um, that's an, that's that's my love this week. So, all right, Michael. All right, well there we are, right at the top of the hour. That means it's time for the sex question of the week. <laughs> All right, this oh week we asked Did you get lucky on New Year's Eve? Now I didn't mean this New Year's Eve, so I also posed the Just in general. Yeah, just in general. Um the answers were yes, ring my bell, or no, never. Now the poll has a few days to go, and we'll, we'll tell you after this how you can vote in the poll, but so far, 55% said never. What is up with the audience lately? Never, ever? Really? What? Where do all those September babies come from? Liars, apparently. Okay. So, obviously, 45% said yes. Uh, what about you, Richie Rich? Um, I haven't gotten... Mm, yes, I have. Okay, so... Well, I had like a fondling situation right when the ball dropped, but I actually did, um, was having a New Year's Eve party get-together type situation with a couple of friends, um, and it had migrated to someone else's house, and then like three of us stayed behind, so it was myself, my friend, and his boyfriend at the time, and drinks were flowing and whatnot, and... Somehow, shortly after the ball dropped, all three of our balls dropped. <laughs> <laughs> Pants were dropping. And things happened. It was totally unplanned, but we definitely rang in the new year. I, yeah. will, say, I will say that. Uh, well, as ever, my answer is yes. I will... Always. Yeah. I will say, though, there was one New Year's Eve where I was like... 
out with a bunch of friends and I met this guy and we're like totally making out and we like exchanged numbers and then when it was time to kind of like New Year's to kind of come and went and then it was time to like move on like he and his friend kind of had to go because we were gonna hang out with the club promoters and like hang out after hours so it was like okay mm -hmm. bye and then like all his friends like, he told me afterwards because obviously we hooked up after not that day but like a week later he was like, all my friends were like, why didn't you fuck that guy? And like, all my friends were saying the same thing. So there was one random New Year's where like, I clearly had a hookup and decided just to stay at the club and get even more drunk instead of having sex. But there have sometimes been... Sometimes it's worth it. Sometimes, you know. Um, but even that year, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, uh, yeah, because some of the go-go's stayed as well, and there was definitely shenanigans going on. <laughs> but I will say, I did tease kind of a naughty story. And even though it's not sex per se, many moons ago, uh, I don't... Oh, God, I think it was called The Factory at the time. There's this club oh my in God. WeHo. <laughs> what a fucking mess that club was. Yeah, it was. Shit, oh so many drugs in that club. Such a messy <laughs> fucking scene. And picture it, New Year's, everyone's fucked up. The dance floor is packed. They're counting down. There's confetti just blowing everywhere. You can't even see what's going on beside you. I was sandwiched in between two guys. One of them had his hand on the front of my pants. One of them had his hand down the back of my pants. All right. <laughs> and we had a really good time counting down. Ten, nine, eight. I bet. <laughs> I bet. And I will say this. Counting down or counting down inches. <laughs> okay. I will also say, say this. Like, you have to be pretty confident about your uh, situation to let someone finger you on a dance floor. <laughs> Keep that hygiene on point, kids. Yes. Douche every day. You never know what's going to happen. Oh my God, stop it. <sighs> All right. So that is a... Wrap. Now, if you want to vote in the poll, it's still going for the next couple of days. So you can always, always, always find that on Twitter. Of course, I'm at Westifer and... Richie Rich 909. Richie Rich 909. So follow us. Get in on the conversation. Vote in the poll. Tell us your dirty stories and everything else. We want it all. Of course, make sure you subscribe and give us a rating and review. If you leave a five-star review, no matter what you say, we will repeat it on the air. So if you've got... Good, bad, perverted, yes. or Yes. So that means maybe you have your own podcast you want to promote or maybe something else. You know, you uh, have a Twitter or Instagram you want to, you know, throw out there. That's fine. We'll mention that. Just give us five stars. Go to iTunes and give us a review. We'll love you forever.
All right, you guys, thanks so much for listening. We are back at it. We had the last couple weeks off, and we will keep the train moving forward in 2017. Until next time. Bye. Bye.